Welcome to Mankato City Stream, a podcast about city happenings. Welcome to Mankato City Stream. I'm your host, Adele Fiedler. Today we're with Parker Scopehammer, Director of Administrative Services for the City of Mankato. Today, Parker is going to discuss Mankato's Community Investment Plan. Welcome, Parker. Hi, Adele. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. So tell us what Mankato's Community Investment Plan is. Yeah, so Mankato's Community Investment Plan is essentially a part of the budget. And what I there's two parts to the budget. Typically, there's their operating piece, which is consisted of salaries, supplies, things like that. The capital piece is really the projects, the assets, both from a replacement and a new asset add to the city's kind of asset value or whether that be streets, whether that be a building, those types of things. And the capital plan is really the planning effort for that to identify the priorities to which we'll do in the coming years. Okay, so use a capital plan. Is that the same thing as the community yes, I, investment I, plan? Yeah, I, I apologize. I use those a little bit interchangeably. So um, yes, the capital plan and community investment plan are the same thing. I think um, for, for our purposes, we'll use that as the community investment plan for the rest of the interview. That'll be helpful for people who are listening. <laughs> yep, you bet. Um, why is it important to have this type of plan in place? I know you said it's connected to the budget and you mentioned uh, the assets that are considered yep. within that plan. Um, as residents are listening, why yeah. should they? Well, and maybe I would take you back to maybe the last six years. I think we've really, as an organization, put a value on having a very diligent and comprehensive uh, capital plan. Um, and really the value behind this is the, the prioritization from the standpoint of um, reviewing uh, life cycle of our assets, replacing at the appropriate time, making sure that we're not doubling up um, kind of, uh, you know, we might be doing a street replacement and we have some utility replacements planned. Well, we want to make sure that those are in sync so we're not ripping up a street twice over the course of a, a small period of time. So that's one example. Um, <clears throat> but also we're allocating the necessary dollars to complete the project. And maybe the last thing that I would say that has proven to be important with the community uh, investment plan is um, the engagement and the conversations that need to take place. Um, you know, this really aims at the appropriate time to start talking about specific projects, both with stakeholders, residents, the elected officials. Um, sometimes when we when we don't have necessarily a plan to work off of, um, those conversations take place, but we don't maybe have something to attach it to at that specific time. The community investment plan really allows to shape those conversations where staff are recommending a need. Um, likely the council has approved a previous project, maybe two or three years out, but then staff are able to kind of get the stakeholders at the table to either um, get their, their overall opinion on a project, but also see if there's any intangibles to that as well that maybe staff have overlooked or that um, maybe a stakeholder doesn't find value in and we're able to kind of put a final recommendation together. Okay. And I appreciate how you had said that you look for ways or the city staff looks for ways to tie projects together. I know one effort has been with park up updates, mm -hmm. that if a playground and park surfacing needs to be updated, then is there a correlating street project where they can yeah. be worked in together? Absolutely. And I think there's several examples of that. I mean, I think... Um, what I would say, these things, it's a, it's a working plan, right? It's a living, breathing plan. I can say, I can mention, you know, yesterday even, we, we are talking about some, maybe some water pressure issues in a specific area of town. Well, we might have to 
adjust some surface transportation projects or road reconstruction projects in years 2025, 2026 to complete this. But we want to make sure that these are consistent efforts where we're not doubling those things up. So it's it's really working with our engineering team, our planners. Um, you know, we've got a, a number of different service areas that build into these different, um, what I'll say, categories within the, the the community investment plan. Okay. And you had mentioned it's a working plan. Mm -hmm. So uh, can you explain that a yeah. little bit more? Because when we push it out, it's right. 2022 through 2026. And right now the proposed project's really being focused right. on our 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that's a great question. Um, so as much as we try to, and I would say that over the past several years, we've been real, we've been in probably that of the projects that are proposed, we complete about 80% of them. So I would say that's a, that's a pretty solid number. And when people are looking at those, that plan, that community investment plan, they, they can have a comfort in knowing that most of the plans that are improved within there, we execute. But that being said, um, certainly with a over a billion dollars in assets and 77 different services that we, the city of Mankato provide, um, things pop up and priorities have to adjust. Um, so what we do is if something needs to maybe shift back because, a, for example, a roof is leaking, um, we typically take that to the city manager. We take that to the city council, uh, depending on the threshold. Um, and say we have to shift this back because. And the other thing I would I would point out on a quarterly basis, we do provide a a, um, a community investment plan or a project update on. You know, typically we average about a hundred different projects. Um, we provide that update to the council so that they they know if a if a project or a priority has shifted, um, they know the reason why that has taken place. Okay. And you had mentioned that 80% of projects are completed, yeah. which is an amazing number. Right. Can you provide uh, an estimate or at least close close yeah. to about how many projects are typically in the plan? Yeah, yeah. So I would say on a, on a given year, this I would say 2022, we've got 110 projects, I believe, scheduled. Um, and I would say we we averaged right around there. But And it might vary. You know, it might we might be down 10% or something. But that doesn't necessarily mean... The dollar value, you know, when you when you're talking in this amount of value of of capital assets, um, I think to the wastewater plant. Well, one project out there, nothing's cheap in utilities, right? right. So one one project out there could be four million dollars, um, and I would say typically on the dollar amount, we average about a twenty million dollar replacement budget um, on a on an annual basis. Okay, but that you... that ebbs and flows based off the priorities that year. We might be holding back, let's say, in a parks for one year because we're building up for two, you know, in 2024 to do a major uh, regional park kind of reconstruct. So it really depends on kind of the priorities that are at hand. Okay, so once a proposed plan gets to the public for review sure. to provide their ideas, it, there's already been a lot of pre-work, a yeah. lot of research, number yeah. crunching. Yeah. Well, and as you know, Adele, I would say we, we approve this budget in December. And I would say we typically start talking about the next year um, in January. You know, it, it's kind of this full, um, you know, we kind of build that project until August. So we have kind of eight months, certainly, that have go, go into updating the plan. I would say between September and December, we're really, we're really aiming at getting feedback. We're really aiming at telling the story as to why 
the staff is proposing what they're proposing, and ultimately that is the council's decision. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a circular kind of effort that um, it um, takes place throughout the, the course of the, the whole entire year. So nonstop. We're nonstop. always working on it. That's exactly right. Uh, so we're talking about this community investment plan, which is really still in a proposed stage. Right. So none of these projects have been approved. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about some of the major projects yeah. that uh, we want to make listeners aware of? Yeah. So I would I, maybe I would start with this. Uh, so we have a pretty robust uh, surface transportation uh, program and really what that is is that street rehabilitation whether that's overlays whether that's reconstructs and what you've seen certainly in the past year is that and I think a lot of city of Mankato uh, residents will attribute to this right is is that we have done a lot of road projects here in the last uh, certainly this this last season there you know, have a, lot a lot of a lot of major ones and part of the reason for that is is that dollars have been cheaper to borrow. So we've had we had more money essentially this year to do projects because rates were so were were I mean they were in our favor. So we did, I mean we did we issued out a bond borrow which we typically do um, for about 9 million dollars which allowed us typically we were in that 7 million dollars 6.5 million dollar range. So we we did um, more projects this past year but that's because the 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 interest rates were so good. Um, will that continue? Maybe not. Um, but um, this next year, what we've got for surface transportation projects or surface rehabil rehabilitation uh, projects is Second Street. Um, I think that that will be a large one. Uh, Timberwolf Drive, Tile Street, and Jimmy, Germania Park. And I won't go into each one of those, but mm -hmm. I think some of the the major things that when we're assessing, rather engineering is assessing these streets and reviewing what what will be the next one. Certainly the, the utilities and the infrastructure is a, is a driving force to that. A lot of the um, <clears throat> streets in kind of what I'll say the Lincoln Park neighborhood, I mean, they've mm -hmm. got, they have got infrastructure that is 70 years old. Um, and it's certainly if you don't replace that in, a, in an appropriate amount of time, you're going to run into issues. So I would say that's a driving force. I think the other component to this is the paver rating. Um, for the most part, Mankato um, experiences a pretty high quality paver rating, but certainly when that dips below, and I don't have that number right offhand, mm -hmm. um, that's that's a key evaluator for our engineering staff to identify. This is when um, this is when it's time to either do an overlay or, or a reconstruct. Um, um, if I can yeah. jump in real yeah, quick, can you explain what a paver rating yeah. is? So if you were going to measure kind of the drivability of a, of a road, a paver rating is really kind of the condition to what that road is like to drive, whether that is, you know, we all know about the potholes from our winter months, things like that. It assesses the overall condition uh, of the asphalt and its drivability. Okay, so the lower the number, then the more attention a road needs. It's correct, exactly okay. right. Great. Did you want to continue on to some uh, of the other, I, I other think, projects? I think those are the surface transportation ones. Um, and then certainly we've got a lot of components uh, in parks. And I think our parks piece has become um, more and more robust, similar to our surface transportation in terms of the amount of parks that we're touching, both from a restroom standpoint, both from a, I mean, there's a surface uh uh, or playing uh, piece for that from mm -hmm. um, basketball courts, tennis courts, which is something that we aim to to address, um, but also playgrounds and things that come to mind 
that we've done in recent years um, is uh, Wings Over White Oaks, um, is Highland Park. Um, I mean, those are just, I, I feel like those are playground um, pieces that have, we've tried to enhance. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say in the, in the coming years, we also have Turtle Lot Park, which we're looking at from, I would say, a multitude of, of, of improvements. Um, certainly the pool, which it would be a sales tax project, um, and that would be the bathhouse and possibly some other amenities that would mm -hmm. be assisted with that. That, that um, facility, it was originally constructed in the 1930s with the last update taking place in 1982. So we have got um, infrastructure in there that hasn't been touched for almost 40 years. And with that infrastructure, um, it seemed like on a daily basis, you know, we we're running into issues. I mean, certainly Matt, it's the end of its useful life. Um, so that is something that we've really um, tried to educate the council on, that that is a need. And if, if frankly, if we don't address it, we could run into some problems where it's, it's tough to operate a pool. So that's that's one component out at Turtle Lot. The other piece would be the pickleball courts, and that's uh, really growing in popularity. Exact, the sport, exactly right. Uh, you drive by there in the morning, and it is the parking lot is full, um, and um, yeah, there, it seems to be that there's a need for some expansion um, at at that facility. So that that would be one there. Um, We've got, all, I guess maybe I would continue on with the sales tax, if that's all right. Um, yeah. uh, Thomas Park is another one that it, that has been proposed to council and will likely be moving towards more of a um, final design for that. And that is really the improvements of um, kind of the field conditions, but also mm -hmm. the uh, the restroom out there. Um, and then and that's, that's a facility too where it's been in place for, you know, since the 1980s, there hasn't been a lot of improvements made out there. Um, and certainly we're running into some drainage issues where we're looking to invest and improve that um, as an asset to the community for for several different, um, what I would say, organizations to utilize. And that's heavily used as a, a softball playing that's field. That's correct. By yep. the high school. It, by the high school. And there's potential for, you know, other other organizations have, have communicated that maybe they would have some interest in using that as well. So we look forward to seeing where kind of that goes. And then I think the final piece um, is community athletic fields and, and then on the recreation side of sales tax. And really, with that, um, you know, we had several needs that we brought forward to to the council. Um, and just, I mean, you know, there's always more needs than there is money, right. right? And so I think at this point, what we believe that we can afford in a plan and what we need is some um, additional parking out at the community athletic fields. Um, so that's something that we'll be proposing. Then separate from that, I would say on uh, this would also be proposed as a sales tax funded project would be um, we've got several uh, several needs totaling nine million dollars down at the Civic Center. And that would include um, a roof, the EFIS, which the EFIS is kind of the outside siding, if you will, mm -hmm. that needs replacement. Um, and then we've got several other mechanical needs down down at that facility. So that would be kind of in, the, in that sales tax piece. Um, and then we've got some transit improvements. Um, you know, it's just, we, certainly we've got some wastewater and water improvements. And I mean, with each of these, it's, you kind of have your own, you know, fund-based accounting, which government mm -hmm. is yeah. is 
prescribed to is means many different businesses. So we can't just pile all the money um, that that you know 130 million dollar budget and say, well, we're just going to contribute all of this. Each one of these is kind of run as its own separate business. So we might be working with um, the OT on something. We might be working with the DNR on a parks project. There's kind of a different recipe to each one of these different categories, whether you're talking water, wastewater, parks, surface transportation, sales tax projects. So a lot going on. A lot going on, yes. And you had mentioned the Civic Center. Yes. And just wanted to touch base. You know what $9 million needed to fix what's there. I think it's important to stress how old the Civic Center is as well, that it's been here a while. That's exactly right. So 1995, um, and all of these things are original to the building. So you have got a roof that is above the actual arena um, that has a life expectancy of 30 years. So, I mean, obviously we're not to that point yet, but that is something where, especially over there and through our prioritization and the dollars that we've allocated through the community investment plan, um, you know, we don't want to wait till something fails. Mm -hmm. And certainly if that roof fails kind of in that March when hockey's in playoffs, we're going to run into issues. So we want to get ahead of those things um, and address those now. Okay, and the issues aren't just impacting city staff. It's whomever is yeah, utilizing it, it, any of those areas or roadways, um, infrastructure are also going to feel the impacts if the city doesn't that's, stay on that's top a, of that's it. That's a great point. Absolutely. And then with the sales tax projects, can you touch a little bit as to why they're grouped as sales tax projects yeah. compared to the other projects yeah, within the plan? Point. So within our legislation, um, and, and maybe I would start this, the, the overall intent of sales tax is really for, because Mankato is a regional center and we you know draw folks in from um, really all over kind of that 40 mile radius, um, the, the, the intent of sales tax is for those utilizing these facilities to um, be able to assist in the, in the funding overall okay. funding of of these of these whether it's a facilities project or a, a regional park something of that nature so what our sales tax allows for is that we can utilize these dollars in the designated city center downtown we can use them for our airport we can use them for capital for parking but we can also use them for regional parks and um, hockey or ice utilization i should say um, with, that's in our, our legislation is very specific to those things as to what we can utilize those for. So that's why you kind of see in, in um, kind of our proposed recreation, mm-hmm. it's things like community athletic fields because that is a regional draw. It's not just Mankato residents that are using it. Right. Um, same with Thomas Park where you would have, um, you know, a magnitude of different organizations using it and Turtle Up will. And there was a lot of engagement for these mm. bigger sales tax regional type projects before even determining which yeah. ones to move forward. Well, and I think you mentioned it earlier. I would say our capital plan, you know, as you talked, it doesn't stop. We keep going on that on a yearly basis. Uh, with the sales tax, because it has a very distinct time window to for how long we've got that in place for, 2038 is what we have. And again, we don't have... Um, there's limited funds with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say right now we're kind of on a two-year effort of getting to where we're at, where we're entering kind of that final design phase of, of the projects, kind of these are where these initial dollars would be spent. 
And will there be another round of engagement once those are put together? Uh, maybe so uh, more an informative engagement that based on your feedback, this is what yeah. has so, been developed. So I would say certainly with Turtle Lot, I think that what the council has asked for at this time is for there to be some, um, you know, it's, it's primarily a lap swim pool. Mm-hmm. But I think what the feedback that um, Susan got and she's delivered it back on to us, Susan being the city manager, um, is, is that the council would like to see some um, other amenities if funding okay. would allow. And I think that's really what we're looking for feedback on as we enter mm-hmm. kind of that final uh, design piece. And so what will happen is, is we'll get the final design uh, once once the um, council approves, if they mm-hmm. do, um, and then we will enter kind of a bidding process to kind of say, okay, this is kind of what this will actually cost based, you know, like the, the design piece only gets you so far, but then we'll, we'll go for bid. And then I would say if all goes according to plan, we would issue bonds um, and borrowing um, in the first quarter of 2022, and those would be paid for by sales tax dollars. Okay. Thank you for explaining yeah. all that in, in a way that people can more easily understand. The city held an open city, house yeah. for people who were interested in giving feedback on the proposed projects. Yeah. Is there still, even though the open house is over, is there still an opportunity for people to do Absolutely. Um, give you that feedback? Yeah. So I think a co- there's a couple things. I mean, um, I think we can both attribute to, we both got customer service requests on people just uh, maybe calling into 311 mm-hmm. and saying, this is the feedback I'd like to deliver. Um, we are hold- in early November. There will be a presentation to the council kind of highlighting those 110 projects. It's a work session, but, um, you know, I, I think if, if, if residents are looking for more information, that would be at the time to get that. Um, and while we don't necessarily allow for comment from the public at work sessions, they, they're certainly encouraged to contact um, their, their, their council person mm-hmm. if they have feedback. Um, if they have questions, um, certainly staff is, is available to ask to address any of the questions that they might have. And I would note that um, the latest version of the CIP is online um, for any resident to consume. Okay, so they just go to MankatoMN.gov and right. they should be able to access that. And then I believe there is a, another a listing of ways that they can Correct. provide feedback if they choose to do so. Uh, so you had talked a little bit before we start wrapping up about the assets that are going to be uh, looked at, redone, mm-hmm. upkeep on maintenance, and how doing so prevents any issues in the long right. run. Is there anything new that mm-hmm. is coming? I know the pickleball, uh, pickleball courts will be new. Is there anything else with a, in the plan, or are we really focused on maintaining what we currently yeah. have? I, you know, and I would say that with the development of this plan, like I said, it's, we've really, as an organization, put an emphasis on planning our capital over the last four or five years. Um, and I think we're really trying to, <clears throat> what staff has proposed to council oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, is maintaining our existing uh, infrastructure. So as I think back through what do we have planned for 2022, I would say the vast majority of that is ensuring quality assets, um, ensuring that our life cycle, we're not waiting till the last minute, we're taking care of our existing infrastructure. I would, frankly, that's where I think the vast majority and the priority of this plan as we propose it in its entirety 
that's if if I was going to sum it up to the council, that's what I would say is is that this plan is focused on taking care of our inf- existing infrastructure. And can you expand on that just a little bit? Yeah. Why is that important? Why should listeners care yeah. about that? Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of this you think about your own house, right? It's like if you were going to. Um, you know, build on an addition or things like that, but you have existing roof problems, you know, you're only digging your hole deeper because eventually that new, that new addition or what have you is going to have problems too. So what we're trying to do is making sure that the, the assets that we have are usable, that, um, that the residents find value in them, um, and, and frankly, that they're, they're usable to the community. And I think the other piece to that is, is by taking care of these things right now, um, you know, it's only more expensive if you push these things down the road. So by taking care of them now, um, we also eliminate some of those additional costs in the future. Okay, thank you. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that maybe we haven't covered that you think is important to share? You know, I think the only thing that's important, the other thing that's important to share, um, you know, as we kind of think back through the development of this plan, and certainly this is um, the city manager's plan as she presents it to the council, but I think it's important to know that you have um, 39 people worked on this budget and uh, 39 people, meaning 39 staff members that range in kind of expertise, again, from water to stormwater mm-hmm. to to parks to public safety. Maybe that's one that we haven't touched on. Um, so you have a magnitude of people that are saying this is kind of what we need to be able to continue to deliver high quality service going forward. Um, it's not just one person. So it's really a team effort in ensuring that it's planned well, that we have the dollars, it's executed, and any changes that need to take place over the course of the year are communicated both to the constituents, the constituents, but certainly the council. Okay, thank you. Thanks for sharing information about this important topic. I appreciate the time that you've given us today. Please make sure to check out information about Mankato's community investment plan online at mankatoomn.gov. Thanks for joining us on Mankato City Stream. This has been the Mankato City Stream Podcast. For more information, visit our website at MankatoMN.gov or call 311 or 507-387-8600.